Have you ever found yourself trying to call an ex at an unspecified time of night? Have you ever been attracted to a short man because he sings really well? Have you ever wanted to get into a bar fight just to see what that's like? Well, you should try listening to Arctic Monkeys, or if that's too difficult, to three people with an incurable urge to talk about them. This is Favorite Worst Podcast, and I'm today's host, Mara. For this inaugural episode, we wanted to introduce ourselves and dedicate some time to the band that made this all happen. So, my lovely co-podcasterinas, Merit and Lati, are with me today. Maybe you could just say a few things about yourself. I'm Merit. Hi. Hi. What are you here today, Merit? Um, Mara brought me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I'm Lottie. Mara also brought me here. Very good. But also, let's just say this right now, Carrie brought us here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she Shout is our number one fan. Yes. She was the fan of the first hour. Yeah, she really motivated us to actually Carrie, do this. if you're listening. Yeah, which you definitely Carrie. are. Yeah. Are you we sure are dedicating this episode to you, Carrie. We might just dedicate every episode to you. <laughs> Essentially, what brings us together today for this podcast is the fact that we all study literature together. Mm -hmm. And mm. we've decided to talk about something that we, because of our background, obviously know a lot about, namely music. <laughs> Specifically... <laughs> The Arctic Monkeys. I don't know if you've heard of them before. <laughs> I'm probably, like, out of the three of us, I'm probably the Arctic Monkeys fan with the least amount of experience. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to ask you, do you know if there is an official fan name for the Arctic I Monkeys? I don't think so. I think they resist that. Yeah, I think they resist oh. that. Because also, did you hear that for Spotify rap, like Spotify asked artists to record a special message for, like, their top listeners? And, like, everyone on Twitter is like, no way in hell are they going to record a special message for their fans. <laughs> okay, we're learning so much about Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. They are horrible to their fans. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> I actually wanted to make a suggestion because oh. I was listening to The Car, their mm. newest album, and there is a lyric that I enjoyed where he, he being Alex Turner, talks about the Martini Police. <laughs> and I thought that's an incredibly funny thing to say and maybe that should be the name of the arctic monkeys fans the martini police the martini police i mean i don't know if that makes sense to anyone but it does to me yeah okay i'll take it All i'm right. a member of the martini police from now on <laughs> officer <laughs> <laughs> martini police members i wanted to ask you how did you first kind of discover this band and what drew you to them that's a lovely question, which I will think about as I keep filling the space with these words. <laughs> <laughs> I can go first. I don't really have an answer ready, but I can just talk. Well, my dad listened to them um, grow when, while I was growing up, so I, I basically listened to them all my life. Um, as you know, the band was formed in 2002, and so was I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but my dad listened to them. So I've just grown up with them but it wasn't until like pandemic hit where oh. i was like i'm gonna really extremely <laughs> to the max obsessively uh delve into this band uh and i haven't stopped okay nice yeah you've made me realize that my parents did not listen to them no. but 
two albums that were always in our car as I was growing up were in the car. Huh? In the car, yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. That's where it started with that car. <laughs> in the car. Um, the two albums were Paolo Nutini, Sunny Side Up, and any of the Red Hot Chili Peppers albums. And I oh. think there's a bridge somewhere there which Arctic Monkeys does kind of cross. Um, so I think it's born out of the music taste of my parents, but they didn't specifically listen mm. to them like your dad. And I remember watching the YouTube video of them performing when the sun goes down faster and faster and faster at Reading or Leeds. I think it might, yeah. Like in 2009, six. Uh, I'm going to get all my facts wrong, but <laughs> it's just insane. And I think from that YouTube video, I pretty much got hooked because it's so addictive to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that got me into that song. And then from there, we're here today. Okay, that is interesting, actually, because I do think that Arctic Monkeys kind of, um, like you said, it's it's a, maybe a cross between what our parents listen to and what we mm-hmm. then kind of grow into liking. I'm just making the assumption here that all of you kind of listen to a lot of music with your parents. Uh-huh. I certainly did. Mm-hmm. But my dad is not an Arctic Monkeys fan. That's okay. Okay, it's we won't shame, invite but him okay. on the podcast, but <laughs> we can okay. invite him for something else. <laughs> but I think one of my first experiences of the Arctic Monkeys was during the Olympics set in oh, London. When that was they a terrible performance. Yes, <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. They did, um, they did, come, sure together. They did come together yeah. by the Beatles. Oh, which you do connect with your dad, right? Yeah. yeah, and so me and my dad were watching the opening ceremony and we were both like, Hmm. Mm. this is not very good Mm -hmm. but then I kind of forgot that that was Arctic Monkeys Mm -hmm. and (laughs) in my Tumblr days came back (laughs) returned to Arctic Monkeys with sort of a fresh cleared mind and got around to listening to AM quite a lot so I'd say I'm very connected to the Arctic Monkeys through just nostalgia Mm -hmm. Maybe also, I've already mentioned AM, but what is your favorite album? We fight over this a lot. Or we um, did the oh, first time we, yeah. we um, approached the first fight. I also change from time to time, but I'd say at the end of the day, it's Humbug. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is completely valid, but the problem <laughs> came when I said Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. No, but I, that's my second favourite. Oh, okay, it's that's okay. fine. It's, it's not okay. you that I fight with. I'm no. just, I have PTSD from a lot of people fighting with me over that specific album. Yeah, no, I, I, I recognise the experience. People hate Tranquility yeah. Base Hotel and Casino. Okay, I take it back, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. They really do. Why do you think people hate that album so much? It branched away a lot mm. from the music that people are very nostalgic about and which Alex Turner is quite explicit in not wanting to recreate or continue creating. And I think there's just a lot of obscure lyrics, sounds and themes on that mm-hmm. album that maybe didn't connect with like a more mainstream audience. I hate the word mainstream because <laughs> that just makes me sound very elitist. But I think that's what distanced people the most. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. It's just a very different album. Yeah, mm. it's j- they did a full one eighty, really, sound wise, lyrics. I mean, lyrics wise. Yeah, he's always been a bit weird. But yeah, it's true, but the obscure lyrics before, in I don't know, like Paul Driver Waltz and mm-hmm. stuff, there's still like an element of relatability. Whereas in Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, it gets very spacey. Yeah, very alien. Like a tra- uh, mm-hmm. Martini Police stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh, is that on? Sorry, yeah, did I make that mistake? No, that's okay. In the beginning. See, that's I'm not a true member You're of here the to Martini learn. Police. I'm here to learn. You're not a real officer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. You're I'm, a cadet. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> cadet Mara reporting for uh, hosting duties. So. You've mentioned already that there's this this moment of like a 180. Do you really think it's a 180? Because when I was listening to it, it felt like a sort of maturing almost. Mm. Because obviously you can tell that they are based in their particular cultural context and uh, their music often makes reference. And then there's this moment where they go into this loungy, spacey sound. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that was, I mean, did it feel jarring for you or did it feel like a natural continuation of what they were doing? I mean, sound-wise, I think it's quite jarring. Mm -hmm. Content-wise, lyrics-wise, it makes sense, I think. Also, because Alex is in this other band, uh, Last Shadow Puppets, mm. and I think that's second record. Is a it may, it's sort of a combination of what the first few Arctic Monkeys albums sound like, and then Tranquil. It's like the album is sort of like a uh, what do you call that? Do you think it's a, a sort like of it was step ground? toward yeah yeah yeah. Mm. Okay. So I feel like if you listen to a lot of Alex Turner's work in general, yeah. it sort of made sense that they went that direction. Oh, I think okay. it's if you if you're a really big fan of of Favorite Worst Nightmare, for example, love Favorite Worst yeah. Nightmare. But I think it's quite jarring then uh, to record with your bass. Yeah, that's true. Like they lost. <laughs> I wouldn't say, but I mean, the argument is, is that they <laughs> lost their edge. Yeah. Um. I also remember my introduction to Tranquility Base. I wasn't in my phase of like looking ahead to them releasing that album. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like this year, last year with the car. Uh -huh knew it was coming was like listening to the singles as they were released yeah. and listen to the whole album as it was released but with tranquility bass i remember four out of five being released and hearing it on the radio for the first time as a very kind of like passive listener basically mm -hmm. not fully aware of how soon the album was coming out and the radio host on the show that i was listening to introduced it by saying how different and i'm pretty sure they used more negative language like maybe <laughs> jarring or something like that so it was framed before it even started playing with that, mm -hmm. like, this is not the Arctic Monkeys, you know, kind of thing. And in yeah. my head, in pure love and defense of the band, <laughs> I was like, I'm not ready to hear it in that sense. So I, I immediately wanted to listen to it with more open ears. Mm -hmm. And so I think from that, I became very defensive of mm -hmm. the album because I didn't want to give in to this kind of argument that everyone was building about it. So maybe that informed, if he'd introduced it, the radio host, as like, I'm so excited about their new sound, then uh -huh. maybe I would have been more critical. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to be different straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the di that's also the difference between the release of uh, Tranquility Base and the car, is that the car was not, I mean, the car sort of makes sense as a, as a sort of sequel of Tranquility mm -hmm. Base, but it wasn't the first time that they really changed their sound. So it wasn't mm. framed as something really negative. It's just, oh, it's it's their back again yeah, and they have this new album. Whereas with Tranquility Base, it was really like, oh my God, they've yeah. done something. Where have they gone? <laughs> I don't know. And I'd, I'd say also that Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino does not step as far out of the bounds as the car does. I'd say that listening to the car and then going back to something mm. like favorite worst nightmare is 
a lot more jarring. I do mm-hmm. see kind of a natural progression also of that sound in between those those albums. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that this was my first time listening to Tranquility Bass mm-hmm. as an album. I think I was maybe also at the time when it came out on the side of the people who were like, no, I mm-hmm. want, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, just Arctic Monkeys doing I mean, it makes sense. I think this is also an album that you should just listen to a couple times. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. 100%. But I'd say it's still m- more melodic and more, there's more riffs and more to kind of cling on mm-hmm. to than with the car. Yeah, the car doesn't really have a sort of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, no. bridge. It's quite experimental, yeah. I thought, actually. I mean, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. But first, I also wanted to ask, or maybe I should share my my favorite album. <laughs> yeah, please um, do. So I'd say for the longest time, it was definitely AM just because uh-huh. of the nostalgia factor. I mean, it's a factor. good album. Mm-hmm. And it is a good, a good fucking album. Um, but in recent times, inspiring the title of this <laughs> podcast, it's been Favorite Worst Nightmare. Nice. I love their kind of frenetic energy on that album that then also kind of veers over into those moments of, of uh, quiet contemplation. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's very nostalgic for me as well, mm-hmm. but in a, in a very different way than, than AM. There's kind of a collective nostalgia around AM now and that mm-hmm. Tumblr era. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Halsey and Lana, yeah, Melanie you, Martinez. Were you on Tumblr in the in the days? Because no. I'm a bit older than you, so yeah. <laughs> no, revealing that right now. I mean, I had a Tumblr account, but I saved every like Tumblr related image without actually having the app. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. That's interesting because I was I was deep in the Tumblr days my tumblr account is turning probably 10 years old this oh. year oh. congratulations Resurrect it. thank you i <laughs> don't know if i will <laughs> i don't know if i will although i've i've heard from people that they're moving back to tumblr now that um twitter is becoming uh, sort of bad yeah, yeah. or worse I mean, Facebook has been long dead, so yeah. <laughs> it seems like Tumblr might be making a sort of resurgence, maybe alongside mm-hmm. the Arctic Monkeys and their new yeah. sound. Nice. I saw um, a photo the other day, and it was like captioned with "The world is healing," and it was like three girls who looked in their teens, maybe, and they're wearing like knee-high socks. <gasps> They've got a little Pull bit back. of a gothic vibe going on, but scared to go full goth, so they're kind of um, bomber jacket, like. Mm pin straight hair and they're stood outside a lush shop <gasps> and yes. everyone in the comments was like mentioning things like lana del rey arctic monkeys tumblr it's all coming back uh-huh. these these trends they recirculate so. i mm. think so i don't really know what the rules are for trend cycles but mm-hmm. there there is that thing right like after 20 years or after 10 years mm-hmm. all of the trends from the past decade come back so mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're definitely in for it now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know it feels a bit crazy i feel um, like I, it feels like i've just left that phase yeah. of my life you've got maturity now <laughs> yeah, yeah for not sure. this again <laughs> <laughs> Maybe narrowing it down a little bit from favorite album, do you have a favorite song? Maybe um, just at the moment. Do you have a favorite song at the moment? I mean, I th- yeah, I do have a favorite song. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Like generally. Yeah, I mean, that's what I usually say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it holds up. What so. is what is your favorite song? It's Black Triangle. Yeah. 
<laughs> is it your favorite as well no it's, okay. it's not my favorite but it's completely valid i keep saying valid as though i'm, I'm the judge of that <laughs> well we are we have a podcast and other people don't so <laughs> exactly oh i can only do current favorite and it was because i was listening to the car so much but i loved sculptures if anything goes me too good. and mm. then we can like have a nice little bridge into the grammys because it's nominated ah, oh exactly <laughs> yeah. if anything goes Oh, yeah. it, that, it is. that yeah, song it, is nominated. It, yeah. That makes a lot of sense because I was listening through the album like two or three times to prepare for this podcast. And that song really stuck out to me as well. They um, opened the tour with that, which I think yeah. was quite a bold choice. Yeah, it's very because, bold. Especially because the, the car and Tranquility Base aren't very popular. And yeah. it was just released. And then they opened and it's just like this mythical sort of dark. Yeah. Very atmospheric. Yeah. Can you know what though? They actually sometimes change the song they open with. And do you have a different opening song? I had a different <gasps> opening song and it was my the song that I was just about to say was like one of my all time favourites, uh-huh. which is Star Treatment. Uh. And they opened with that, but that's just because Alex Turner did it directly for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he knew I was in the crowd and he's like, exactly. gotta play that classic. I mean they did play Star Treatment, but they didn't open it with that mm. for me. No, okay. but I also would have been very happy if sculptures opened. Did they do play that? They did play it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would have been extremely sad if not. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that anyways. You both saw them live. Yeah. This mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Yeah, it was this year, yeah. <laughs> you both saw them live this year. What was that experience like? Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I um, I have a little like new relationship with the band now because I went with my ex-boyfriend just gonna expose myself on this podcast (laughs) that's fine um and he also was someone that was like massively influential in my kind of listening to the band I'm not giving him credit for us listening together but he also was a huge fan and so I feel like a lot of things I know about them things I've watched about them like new ways of hearing them have come through him and that relationship so going to the concert with him feels like a weird marker in my kind of relationship with the band and especially because they're probably not gonna I may never see them again Mm -hmm. basically so I'm more than happy that that was my experience seeing them but it's very much tied to a person as is a lot of their music for me now but that's okay it's it's fine (laughs) I mean I guess that's part of the nostalgia it definitely Mm -hmm. is for me as well my ex-boyfriend insisted that he was that he listened to the Arctic Monkeys before they became popular oh Um, and his uh, proof for that was that he listened to Humbug a lot and I was like that's (laughs) That's the third album and I only recently discovered that it's not one of their earliest albums I looked at it and I was like Humbug was already a quite a controversial album because it was a stark departure from the previous work mm-hmm. but so now looking go. back at Humbug in comparison to like Tranquility Base it's nothing no but he insisted he really thought he was he was the first person to ever listen to Arctic Monkeys oh, there's always one uh, and that's you know I, I do associate probably that album a lot with him but mm-hmm. the rest I've also been able to kind of discover on my own mm-hmm. so I'd say even though there's that factor of people being tied to the the songs and the the albums it still is always what it means to you in yeah the end, as right? long as it's not too painful I still kind of like that because mm-hmm. it's something immaterial that like conjures up all these feelings and mm-hmm. thoughts and it's a name drop an actual song that makes me think of this person no buses oh. which I think is a single or From, EP? like the first EP yeah, yeah. 
an absolute hidden gem. I mean, it's not so hidden. Like, I think it's gained a bit more popularity. But even the first chord of that song now is like some kind of knife through my heart. <laughs> oh my God. But not even in a like heartbreak sense or strong feeling sense. It's just weird how yeah. viscerally yeah. it can conjure up thoughts and feelings about a specific person. No, I get that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to draw up like a list of the songs that you mentioned throughout this episode because I do think it would be nice. Exactly. That's nice. Check the description. Yeah, episode one playlist. Yeah. <gasps> exactly. Exactly. Because I think I do think it would be nice to have a little, you know, because you have mm-hmm. insight that I don't because mm-hmm. I just listen to what everyone listens to <laughs> by the by Arctic Monkeys. And that's okay, mm-hmm. you know. I I don't feel I don't feel entitled to this Hey, actually, have you tried listening to this uh, song? <laughs> there? Because I'll just say, like, have you listened to, to Brian? Do I want to know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say do I want to know. But I, like, I think my favorite song at the moment is Brian Storm. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that song. Every time I listen to that song, I just wish I could play the drums. Oh yeah. Like I just in my head, I'm like. <laughs> and I don't know. I guess it's just uh, the the frenetic energy uh-huh. is really because they're starting off so strong. Yeah, the rhythm. The is album so is just mm-hmm. like okay, we're here. We have something to say. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is Brian? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to start swearing now. This yeah. is the moment where the podcast is taking a, a sharp turn <laughs> for the worse. So maybe to to kind of return to what we were originally or what I was planning. How did you enjoy the the car? the new album yeah um i loved it but not maybe not necessarily from the first listen but i wasn't Mm. a strong reaction when i first listened which in some ways is sadder as a big fan you really want that yeah deep connection we were talking about this with the beatles song that just got released as well and how someone i know cried for 48 hours (laughs) after listening to that song but mara and someone else was talking about it and it didn't quite have the same like guttural reaction Mm -hmm. whereas yeah so that's how i felt with the car I don't want to say indifference, but then I kept listening and then I found like sculptures of anything goes, body paint uh-huh. were really, really getting in there. Yeah, I think they chose the right singles. I feel like yeah. that makes sense because it was, there better be a mirror ball. I think that was the first one, one and it was yeah. just randomly released without any... Like, Quite early on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listened to that while I was living in Stockholm. I listened to it on repeat for like a couple of wow. weeks and now every time I hear that song... I think about my life in Stockholm and like the opening Aww. song, like, don't be emotional. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that song, I did have a strong reaction to that song. Mm-hmm. The same goes for Body Paint. I think Body Paint is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the album, just sort of, it took a while for me yeah. to get there. Yeah. I agree. And also I was massively informed. Again, I'm a very impressionable person <laughs> finding out, uh, by the fact that I knew I was going to see them live. Mm-hmm. So in my head, you're like, you can't hate this album. You can't hate this album. But it doesn't always work out like that. Like if you find a connection with a song, you find a connection with a song. Whether yeah. it was because I knew I was going to see them live and I wanted to be able to sing along to it and really get into it is irrelevant. I do think it was welcome after Tranquility Base because it was kind of an extension like you said a sequel Mm -hmm. but it was different enough that yeah there's a lot to sink your teeth into Mm -hmm. that album Mm -hmm. yeah i think my favorite from the car is big ideas nice okay i think that's a really great song yeah (laughs) do you have a favorite lyric no okay 
It's Do just you? I think it's the it's the instrumentation, the string part that really gets yeah. me. Yeah, I mean same that's for a huge the car, that's a huge departure. The, the guitar solo thing in the song The Car. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention anyways that the the instrumentation is very beautifully done. It mm-hmm. it really it really mm. is very different from from previous albums. And also the vocal performance by He's Alex Turner is, oh is very different. <laughs> that kind of jazzy, uh-huh. dreamy atmosphere. It was really, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot, but it's probably not an album to sing along to. It's the most exposing if you try to sing along to it. If you have no musicality like me, then <laughs> trying to sing along to some of those songs just... I mean, not just the songs, singing along to Alex Turner, especially like, because he <laughs> likes to do some funky business and yeah. I don't follow. Yes. No one follows yeah. and then it just sounds terrible. I've seen that, that he kind of just draws out the words yeah. until, you know. I mean, with the popular songs, I get that. Do you think, actually, this is a this is an important question that I have do you think that the way that they have kind of departed from their original sound do you think they're kind of sick of the atmosphere and the mm. image that they have built for themselves I know that Alex is I think he yeah. said that in yeah and he doesn't interviews. sing when the sun goes down anymore no. because of that because he we said this the other day he wrote that when he was 17 yeah I think so extremely young extremely different person and I think it kind of has an atmosphere and a fan following that he doesn't want to cultivate anymore now that he's a grown man <laughs> and he can sing things like body pain yeah but so i mature. do know he said in a couple of interviews as well that they really did for the car they they set out to write a new rock album a new rock mm. song but that just didn't happen mm-hmm. this just flowed out of every session and and this is what the car is Although going back to the Grammy nomination, uh, Sculptures is rock performance, or is the whole album nominated for rock performance? I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. Maybe I can ask you this question in the meantime. Mm-hmm. What What do you think characterizes that fan base and that early image of Arctic Monkeys? And why do you think that mm-hmm. could be something that he would want to distance himself from? British, th- British, yeah. young men drinking a lot. prostitution in there as well Mm -hmm. Mm. um it's very ingrained in their life in sheffield and it's not that it's a geographical thing and that he's not living in sheffield anymore therefore he doesn't want to sing about (laughs) sheffield (laughs) but i there's definitely a distance that you gain when you become rich famous very rich very famous Mm -hmm. that it doesn't make sense to sing about things that aren't your experience as a rich and famous person and they might be more attached to the experience of someone who's the opposite of rich and famous. So I'd like to think that it's that distance which kind of informs his his new identity, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's self-indulgence, as people say, rich and famous, therefore I can do what I want and sing and sound how I want, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the platform to experiment. Same as Ed Sheeran. Look how he's going. <laughs> <laughs> i got to drop him in there in Bristol. <laughs> I have but to say I know nothing about Ed Sheeran. So. <laughs> no, me neither. But I have found uh, the Grammy nominations for Arctic Monkey specifically. Best alternative music performance goes... I mean, goes to. I wish. <laughs> we decided. <laughs> Body Paint is nominated for that. Uh, and then Sculptures of Anything Goes is nominated as Best Rock Performance. And then the album is Best Alternative Music Album. Okay. Oh, it's interesting that there's such a focus on performance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I do. It does make sense for body paint. I think body paint life is something entirely different from body paint on the album. Yeah, there is 
they add like three minutes to the song just okay. guitar okay I, I was gonna I was gonna watch that because you mentioned it to me. Yeah, I think I the Glastonbury videos on YouTube. You should mm-hmm. watch that. But that's a that's another recommendation to put <laughs> into the description of this. Yeah. This audio. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and we'll take a little break. So now that we have returned from our non-specific break where we definitely didn't record (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes of other stuff, we wanted to kind of dive into the lyrics of Arctic Monkeys because I'd say that's definitely also a big appeal to their music Mm -hmm. is the lyricism, especially for literature students like ourselves. (laughs) Um, what do you have prepared? Class is in session. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I just screenshotted ones that immediately came to mind because I think that's a more natural approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's three songs that I've actually mentioned already in uh, the episode. So just pity. pretend I integrated it earlier on and we're not just adding it here. But <laughs> starting with Sculptures of Anything Goes, I screenshotted two for this one. The other one's just got one screenshot, so... Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I love performing in Spanish on Italian TV. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he spoke on a podcast or it was on Genius Lyrics, one of the two. The whole song is a kind of approach to Arctic Monkeys changing their sound and the way that people interpret that. And performing in Spanish on Italian TV is an interesting choice because Spanish and Italian have certain similarities in in sound and expression. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something about like the familiarity of the Arctic Monkeys being there, but it's two lang two completely different languages mm-hmm. that they're speaking and performing. But then on TV, it's like the musicality versus the the TV persona. He's he's got this dichotomy going on which. I like. He I feel like that's a theme throughout the entire album, kind of very meta reflecting on their mm-hmm. own. Yeah, there's a lot of success. technology actually. Yeah. I mean, even from the title the car, yeah. it's like modern yeah. industrialization. Maybe but then not. big ideas as well. It's like the 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 main line in the song is uh, something like I had big ideas. The band was so excited, and 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 mm-hmm. just how their fame is like. Wait, I go uh, go ahead. I'll look up big ideas. Okay, I'll continue <laughs> on sculptures. <Yeah. laughs> uh, those mixed messages ain't what they used to be. I like that. I just um, I I noticed that as well. Okay, if I can jump. Yeah, in. no, please do. Um, because I feel like so much of uh, of their earlier love songs, mm-hmm. especially, are about these missed connections mm-hmm. and about people no longer speaking to each other or people denying each other mm-hmm. kind of that moment of closure or the moment of of talking things through and i feel like that also felt a bit more like a nod to an earlier version of of the of the monkeys mm-hmm. yeah and also now that you said that you've made me think of mardi bum because that's all about directly understanding the expression on her face and knowing what mm-hmm. it means mm-hmm. and the trouble he's in right Mm -hmm. and that she's she's not happy and so those mixed messages ain't what they used to be it's like i'm not connecting with you communicating with you as we used to i can't read your face in the same way that we used to if that's a reflection on their lyrics and how their music has changed Mm -hmm. and he might look at old songs and old performances and think Uh i i'm not reading you the same way then amazing it's it amazing. Is. We'll never get the chance to ask him, so I'm, no. g- I'm going to state that as fact <laughs> here and now. 
Yeah, is it the the mixed messages that he is sending mm. or that are being sent to him? It's it's interesting. Yeah, and the the fact that mixed messages even can be something like he's referring to mixed messages as though they communicate something direct which is mm-hmm. like completely paradoxical to what they actually are True. so them not being what they used to be is like they've changed again mixed messages keep changing mm-hmm. over time as do the monkeys yeah yeah no i found the lyrics to big ideas big ideas is just a very sad song because it just feels like they're saying goodbye I don't know. It's just the entire song. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. But it's now Merit's gonna do a performance for no, us. I'm gonna do <laughs> exactly. a performance. No, but I mean in the in the second verse as well, they say like they're just talking about their career and what they've been through. So coordinated release, nationwide festivities. We had them all out of their seats, waving their arms and stumping their feet. Uh, some were just hysterical scenes. The ballad of what could have been over and out. Really, it's been a thrill. And then the the, the chorus is. I had big ideas, the band were so excited, the kind you'd rather not share over the phone, but now the orchestra's got us all surrounded and I cannot for the life of me remember how they go. And I just, I oh. don't want to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels a bit heavy, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Like he, he's, It just feels like he's sick of it. Mm-hmm. So sick of it. There's a massive detachment there. Uh-huh. That's very interesting because what I kept thinking about, just based on the the vibes of this album it kind of reminded me also of father john misty's mm, most recent album. i get that yeah because um, it's also this kind of loungy i mean father john misty himself is very inspired on that album by sort of 70s singers like uh, harry nelson and you get that sense of because it's always combining kind of again this retro feeling music that your parents would listen to mm-hmm. with lyrics that are sarcastic and and um, kind of have that hold that double meaning that felt really interesting. And it, it, I think it gave me also it kind of made the album really enjoyable for me as well to mm-hmm. see that two artists that I really appreciate are going in a similar direction with their music. Mm. Um, and uh, so it didn't feel as like, oh, but where are the guitars? <laughs> and where's the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have a Father John Misty lyric to drop here? Ooh, oh God. She's <laughs> okay. I maybe we can get back to this. Yeah. Father we'll do John a special Misty. lyrics episode. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. That's I have true. A, I have a very ambivalent relationship with Father John Misty because I do enjoy his music quite a lot and I think he's intensely talented and a, a wonderful musician. But he just kind of comes across as such a dick. Oh. <laughs> um he he has this way of talking about himself that is at the same time self-pitying, but also mm. you can never really tell if he's actually serious about pitying himself, kind of in a very insincere way. And I don't always like that about him mm. because I feel like sincerity in music is is something that can be immensely touching mm-hmm. and much more so than just... Kind of towing that line between kind of, is this, am I being honest? Am I revealing my soul to you right now? Or am I just playing a big joke on you? Mm. And in his most recent album, there's there's a cover version that Lana Del Rey does of his song. Oh. Um, and it's essentially exactly the same thing. The instrumentation and everything is the same, but it's just her voice. 
And I felt like that added so much to it because she has that kind of sincerity and that vulnerability mm. that he just doesn't have. Oh, okay. And so it was like his snarky lyrics combined with her heavenly angelic voice mm-hmm. <laughs> um it just and it just came together to make it so much more kind of yeah vulnerable because i think the way he writes is vulnerable but you can never be sure if he actually oh, means okay. it oh and you don't want to lose trust in the artist no. like you place a lot of trust in them exactly mm. but i'd say maybe a song that i would recommend to people who enjoyed the car is the next 20th century off of the recent album gonna add it now (laughs) very good it's quite a long and sort of brooding song and i like when father john misty does Mm -hmm. stuff like that so i would recommend that to you do you think it would fit on the car like would it be weird if that song was on the car great question i have a playlist (laughs) (laughs) it's called songs that could have been on the car it so far only has two songs (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, what songs i think it would i think it would fit on there I started playing the Father John Missy song. That would be quite nice. We can't do that. We <laughs> don't have the. <laughs> no, okay. So um, it's two songs that I think just melodically and, and, and instrumental wise, just feel like they could have been perfect songs okay. for On the Car. And it's Rest by Michael Kiwanuka and Russian Strings by Blur. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Russian Strings by Blur. Nice. And I feel like they would just. I don't know, just listen to them in, okay. in, in, in in a sort of the car context. And I just feel like they would work really well yeah. as a car song. Yeah. So it's a very specific playlist. That's but I'm looking to add it to add songs. No, I think that's a really interesting exercise. Have space for Dark Necessities by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I will have to listen to that. Just off the top of my head, that's coming to mind. It might, it might be too more... On the rock side, mm-hmm. than alternative. What was the song again? Mm-hmm. Dark, Necessities. Dark Necessities. I will add it and then listen to it later. You and maybe it will burden. stay. Yeah. And maybe it will <laughs> delete again. And I'd say the next 20th century would definitely yeah. fit in there as okay. well. I could see I could see Alex Turner doing a, a <laughs> version of that. Yeah. Although it is, yeah, it is very wordy and very kind of preachy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he does lean into that he's father john misty yeah. so he leans into that kind of uh authoritative i'm gonna tell you how the world works um, <laughs> thing i had a dream that i met him oh. recently and that he was a bit of a dick to me maybe that's uh, why i'm that's your prejudice yeah yeah a little it's bit. all in your head <laughs> yeah yeah my my fantasy of meeting him he kind of i kind of i kept trying to talk to him and he kept going like oh no sorry i have to go somewhere i have to go somewhere and I was like, I <laughs> oh what a weird dream i have to tell you something come he back was, father and he was like, mentioned my father is in my life and he is very nice <laughs> he I'm just sorry. doesn't like arctic monkeys did you see that video it was a uh, what's her name yeah uh, i know oh, amelia yeah. yeah with andrew scott I'd be like hello father. <laughs> and he's just like, like oh ha- oh mother my mother, mother. <laughs> hello mother i think that's good yeah you can take that title sorry i i regret saying it <laughs> Did we want to do maybe one more lyric and then we do our final little game? Yeah. 
Or or should we should we just leave it with the two that we had from the newest album and we can yeah we can take those for next episode like, okay, maybe yeah yeah for our next arctic monkeys where i will also listen to more of their albums because yeah. i think most of the songs that you brought up i don't know i think yeah i think the playlist is a really good idea then because we can yeah all, that would be interesting because i need to re-listen to some of the ones that you said as well like big yeah. ideas i hadn't like stuck in my head as well True, and now I just want to listen to Black Jacob because I love that song so much. Like some, I used to say that the Ultra Cheese was my favorite mm. Arctic Monkey song. I do think it's a really mm. good song. I but then so I listened to saying that about you not agreeing with Tranquility. No, I, I love Tranquility. Yeah, days. I remember I wasn't a very very big Arctic Monkeys fan when that album came out. Oh, I, was just, I was just okay. listening to it as oh that's something my dad listened to at that mm-hmm. time. And then I remember that it came out and I saved it and I was like, Dad, there's a new Active Monkeys album. But then I didn't really listen to it. I think mm. I listened to four out of five. I was like, yeah, okay. Um but then when I really fell into that rabbit hole, um mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I yeah. think it's really great. Well, I think just the concept and the videos and everything, it just makes sense. Yeah. And then mm. there's there's also this have you seen it? Uh there's this mini documentary, Warp Speed Chic. No, I it's know. I on, seen it's it. like 10 15 minutes oh. and it's just them recording mm. tranquility base hotel and casino and then there's like credits mm-hmm. and i usually always stopped watching halfway through the credits and then i found out once when i was re-watching it and i was doing something on my phone so i could not click the video away that there was a post-credit scene oh. of alex Turner singing you're the one that i want from greece Whoa. and that's what i've been missing all my life Oh I God. never oh. watched that part. I, I never watched it after I this. Life's going to be complete after this. It's very short. It's just him dancing. He has a cigarette in his mouth and he's just dancing to. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah, please share that with us <laughs> after after the show. Okay, but then I would like to close on a little. I don't know why I called it a game earlier, but I guess it kind of is. So we wanted to close our episode with revealing what the last thing we listened to on mm-hmm. spotify was i had to disclaimer to the others just for our listeners <laughs> that i am um, uh my last pause was actually arctic monkeys because i was doing preparation because i'm a good podcast contributor exactly. <laughs> but i have in my head the song that was definitely paused before because i've been listening to it on repeat for like the last 48 hours so it is by celeste if you've heard of Celeste, no, her song "Strangers" was huge a few years ago. Isn't it strange how people can change from friends into lovers? Oh, lovers. I, I do know Celeste. I just no. don't know this song. "Strangers to Friends," "Friends into Lovers," and "Strangers Again," which yeah, add that to the lyrics list for sure. <laughs> um, but her song "Ideal Woman" is <coughs> very, very much on my top listened at the moment. Nice. It is from her album Not Your Muse. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, she's she's great. All right. Yeah, I only know Stop This Flame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great song, so I should definitely listen to it. Yeah, Ideal Woman for sure. Okay. What's yours? The last song I listened to before coming here was For My Mind by The Vices. Okay. And you should listen to them. They're All a band right. from Groningen. Ah. They make English language music. It's really great. I Shout think they sh- they could be a perfect opener for Arctic Monkeys. I think their vibe matches. Nice. Um, for My Mind from their latest album. I think that's really great. It has a great instrumental outro. Are they uh, like successful? Are they doing well outside of the Netherlands? I don't know. I think they've only... They're quite new okay. on the scene. They've recently... 
Oh, mate, I don't know. They used to be independent. Now they have signed with someone. Oh, I think okay. last year or the year before. Okay, so we'll get so this I feel like in the country they're getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they would do very well internationally. I think it's it's a sort of international sort of vibe. It's not very Dutch music or something. Okay, cool. The last song that I listened to is the opening track of the most recent album by Fontaine's DC. Ooh. Um, I. I don't know how to pronounce it, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's a very nice album called Skinty Fia. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly either. I apologize for that. I really tried to look up how to pronounce this before uh-huh. <laughs> I came to this podcast, but yeah, it's a very beautiful album overall. I really recommend it if you're into kind of grungy, I don't know how to describe this grungy new wavy maybe mm-hmm. okay rock music very irish very very irish and very beautiful um <laughs> so i recommend it i've just got it open on my spotify and i don't have to ask which song it is because yeah i think that's why you struggle to understand that <laughs> it's the very first one ah, okay yeah because i didn't yeah. know they were irish they are mm. dc stands for dublin city ah. ah i did not know that yeah because i think there's another fontaines out there mm, um, uh, so they had to they had to change that <laughs> but yeah thank you that for your it. recommendations mm. and uh spending this wonderful morning slash afternoon with me <laughs> and i'll say see you later innovator ah, <laughs> <yay>! <laughs> We have to find a thing every week. Yeah. Every week. Uh, <laughs> every episode that we sign off with. And I'd say this time around, it's see you later, innovator. Nice. Brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.